Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of those things, like when you're watching TV with your boyfriend and he's trying to explain what football does to you, but you would really like to know that it's good, but it doesn't make any damn sense. Um, we're talking about movies that make you feel just like that, the kind that you find on Netflix, Lifetime, Hallmark, and you know they got to be made for TV romances because it's us. Yes. Made for TV. Woo-hoo! Uh, Woo-hoo. So uh, I think we're just going to continue with our our streak that we are doing and by streak I mean it's the second movie like this that we're doing in a row I know (laughs) so so random streak I'm calling it a streak um we're going to be talking about a movie called love on the sidelines and it is another made for tv obviously hallmark romance movie about football (laughs) How this happened organically, I'll never know. <laughs> yeah, that it's just sort of something that, yeah, it did, it happened relatively organically. I mean, there is some, like, the Super Bowl, I think, is coming up, I, I assume. I know the playoffs are happening because the Browns are in it. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Um, I, I mean, I, I say that in the... In a normal year, it, the Super Bowl would be coming up because it's usually the beginning of February. Yeah. We're sort of like leaning into the sports ballness of everything. Sports ball! Ooh! Okay. So, love on sidelines. The other thing about this Hallmark movie is it's a football movie that also was like a Winterfest movie, which I guess sort of makes sense. But also, why was this a Winterfest movie? I don't quite know. But it's fine. Yeah. It premiered January 16th. 2016. So it's also possible, I didn't look up the history of when Hallmark started doing like themed sections of the year. So it's possible it's before that. Uh, Like, maybe there wasn't a Winterfest yet. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. If you know, you can write to us at... (laughs) (laughs) Um... So the uh, the other thing that I want to point out is th- this is clearly an early movie because they wrote a full-on novel in terms of the synopsis on Hallmark Channel, <laughs> <laughs> which we know they used to do, and now it's like a sentence or two. Um, but here we go. Laurel Welk is an out-of-work aspiring fashion designer who lands a job as a personal assistant to superstar quarterback Danny Holland. Holland's been sidelined with an injury, and the last thing he wants is a female assistant, particularly one who knows nothing about football. I feel attacked. But the two opposites strike a bargain and agree to work together on a trial basis. While Laurel struggles to master her job, knowing she's in way over her head, Danny struggles to maintain his star image even though he's concerned his injury might impact his career. Things get even more complicated when employer and employee start to notice there's more to the other than meets the eye. And what they find is love on the sidelines. (laughs) And it stars Emily Kinney and John Reardon. Laurel Welk, played by Emily Kinney, is jobless and broke. 
While her passion is clothing design, she'll take any job that she can. Been there. So when her new roommate, Patty, recommends her as a personal assistant, she takes it. Even though it's for Danny Holland, played by John, John Reardon, who is an all-star football player, and she is sports ball challenged. Danny has a sprained ankle, so is not playing for six weeks, which makes him extra irritable. He is not thrilled that his new assistant is a woman, <clears throat> especially one who knows nothing about football. So he agrees to hire her only until his injury is healed. So Laurel is trying, but fumbling a lot. And yes, I intentionally said that as a football term. Uh, she doesn't understand any references, she doesn't know any of the players, and she basically just keeps stepping in it at every turn. And it also doesn't help that Danny is essentially testing her and daring her to give up and quit. So when Danny has Laurel walk his Great Dane, Newt, he thinks that's going to be the trick. Uh, but Newt and Laurel hit it off, and Danny is impressed that five-foot-nothing Laurel can manage his 150-pound dog, unlike his model girlfriend. So things start to kind of turn around. He starts to respect her a little bit. Yeah. So Danny sees Laurel's talent with clothes when she fixes a dress at a photo shoot, and he spies her sketchbook laying open. He thinks she's a really... Um, I almost said cool cat, but that's not what it says at all. He thinks she has a really cool car, which he didn't expect. She's got like the 68 bright red Mustang, which I will talk about later. Um, and so she plans his parents' 35th anniversary party for him. She bakes and organizes uh, and does like everything. And she's overall a pretty good assistant. She's trying really, really hard. And he's definitely intrigued by her because, you know, she cute. And... So is his best friend and teammate, Ron Lucas. He also sees how cute Laurel is and is intrigued by her as well. Danny might have a girlfriend, but he is fighting this jealousy monster pretty hard. <laughs> so Laurel's best friend, Gina, is getting married. Uh, Laurel has been at Danny's beck and call for five weeks, so asks for one night off to attend the wedding uninterrupted. Uh, so Danny and his sister Ava go to dinner, uh, where Ava calls him out on being a, a self-obsessed ass, which is uh, Laurel's job, not Ava's job, apparently, because he gets really upset. <laughs> um, so furious, Danny calls Laurel to basically bitch about it to her, which means that Laurel has to leave the wedding to deal with him. Um, and she's really angry and he's really angry and they're both really hot-headed so their yelling match turns into a makeup session and we know what that means <laughs> we do we know what it means Forever. <laughs> anyway the following morning laurel arrives for work and danny suggests that they be mature adults and discuss the previous evening's kiss like you do but before they can, Danny's girlfriend shows up because, yes, she still does exist in this case, in case you forgot. Um, but this puts both Danny and Laurel in an awkward situation. So Laurel takes Newt for a sad walk. Wah, wah. Um, Danny starts noticing that Ron is hanging out with Laurel and laughing a lot. And that makes Danny kind of assume that 
you know, since he's back with his model, model girlfriend Hunter, then Ron and Laurel must be kind of making a go of things. Um, but it doesn't help that Ron wants to tell Danny about his new girlfriend, and Danny is annoyed at this whole situation and, like, obviously sad, too, because he likes Laurel, so he doesn't talk about it. So, so much for the whole mature adult thing. So Danny is finally cleared to play football again. And while this is very exciting, uh, this also gives him an excuse to let Laurel go um, as, as an employee, uh, since they did have a deal that she could stay until he was playing again. Uh, he, of course, doesn't really want her to leave, but is finding having her around uh, when she is, you know, Ron's girlfriend really difficult. So he goes back to his old asshole self, fires Laurel, and is basically a cranky bastard. So Laurel is depressed and mopey, uh, even when she finds out that Danny did actually dump Hunter, his girlfriend. Um, and she sees that as proof that he didn't actually want her because he dumped his girlfriend but didn't ask her up. Mm-hmm. So we're at his parents' 35th anniversary party. And Danny and Ava, his sister, are dancing when Ron, who's supposed to be dating Laurel, cuts in and gives Ava a kiss. And Danny's all like, whoa, 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 what the fuck, man? But he doesn't say that because it's a Hallmark movie. But it turns (laughs) out that this new girlfriend that Ron has been wanting to tell him about is actually Ava, his sister, and not Laurel. Which, as an audience member, we pretty much could figure out. But Danny's... Got a few too many hits for the tackling, I guess. Just kidding. So with a push from his mother, who has been Team Laurel from the get-go, Danny leaves and goes to find her and profess his love. And he finds her at a sports bar with Gina. Danny tells Laurel that he's in love with her, and Laurel admits admits that she's in love with him, too. So as fans, fans around them cheer for the touchdown on television, Danny and Laurel kiss. And since... One, one kiss, kiss means forever. forever! They basically win the Super Bowl of love. Touchdown! Spike it. I don't know. You do that in, in football, right? Yeah. I don't know. We do the touchdown dance. Okay. So that's the that's the plot of Love on the Sidelines. Let's get into the plethora of what the fuck moments. Yeah. That happen in this movie. Yeah, there's there's a lot and yet uh, yeah. Do you want to start maybe? Sure. I think that would be a good way. I actually did the thing that I always say that I'm going to do and I divided them into like sections. Okay. So um, before I get into any of them, though, I want to just point out that I don't know if you caught this, but her name is Laurel Welk, which made me think of Lawrence Welk. And I just kind of thought it was a terrible mm. name <laughs> just from the start. Anyway, so, okay, I'm going to start off with the whole roommate situation. Laurel and Gina are roommates. Gina is getting married but of course can't cohabitate with her fiance. So she oh, and gosh, Laurel no. still, li- I know, I, like Hallmark Hallmark. I don't think I listed that as a Hallmark Hallmark, but it is one. So Laurel needs to find a new roommate to replace Gina once she gets married. And so this girl, Patty, comes in and is like, um, in, it's the fastest roommate interview ever. And as someone who's interviewed oh, yeah. a lot of roommates over my life, 
Like, this blew my mind. So Patty comes in. She's all like, hi, here are my credentials. I'm a personal assistant. I work odd hours. I'm out of the house all the time. I hear my references, blah, 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 blah. I make this much money. When can I move in? Or what do you think? And Laurel's like, I think I found a new roommate. But there's no questions from Patty about like, so how much is the rent? What about you? Who are you? Or the most important question, is the Princess Bride one of your favorite movies? Because that's a true litmus test to see if they're going to be a good roommate. It's true. Well, it's just... It's an awkward interaction for somebody that you are going to be sharing space with. You can't yeah. just know that this is – there's no way that this is going to be a really great living situation. Though I'm very torn about it because I kind of feel like I did have this situation once. My current roommate called and was like, I found somebody and he just needs to like get your approval. But I, I okay him. I want him to live here. And I took that as like, okay, I know nothing about you, but sure. And it actually turned out really well, and he's a good guy. But, um, you know, it, it's not quite the same because somebody else did. <laughs> and then she recommends her for a job, sight unseen. It's almost kind of like, well, you seem like a nice, cute girl. I'm sure right. you can do anything. <laughs> it is. It, uh, the job thing is really weird. Yeah. It was just kind of like really, really fast for me. And there was not, and not that you need to spend that much time on screen talking about this whole roommate situation. But then to top it all off, Patty doesn't move in until like for the rest of the movie because she's literally waiting to move in until Gina gets married. So I'm wondering, does Gina get married at like the end of the month so she can move in by the first? Or how does it work here? <laughs> it's very confusing because also, Laurel is like, I will take any job. I have no money. I'm so broke. I live in this beautiful two-bedroom apartment. And you have a six, 68 Mustang, but you're broke. Right. Uh, and and I, this, this is the sewer in me. Two dress forms. <laughs> Two. I've always wanted a dress form. I've never bought a dress form. Maybe she was <laughs> gifted them by her grandmama. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It's it's very it's confusing because also, like at one point, Patty says something like, "Can I move in Tuesday at four? And it's like, "Do you have a suitcase?" Like, I I don't know about you, but every time I move, it's like a day. <laughs> oh, of course it is. <laughs> this but is it's... not something that can happen at an hour point. <laughs> Maybe can I begin at four, or do you have? <laughs> an appointment but by then she should have keys so it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah what why does laurel have to be there i don't know it's a very weird situation i agree there are just moments that i want to point out so i guess i'll do my next one um which this movie is a movie that posits that we live in a world where the nfl has not figured out that women will wear female cut clothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like she gets a whole like she's making jerseys that fit women <laughs> essentially <laughs> and everybody wants one <laughs> and I'm like I guarantee they make these <laughs> I don't know like jerseys are really expensive and I know you can get like female like 
t-shirts, but I don't know if I've ever looked at getting female jerseys before. Or at least that looked It's basically quite like a fem- but she's basically making a t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. Out of jersey material. Out of, out of jer- yeah, it's out of jersey material, but like it's it it's it's styled as a t-shirt. Yeah. I can't talk too much about it because I'm bringing it up later. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you do your next one? Um, uh, speaking of football stuff, I'm, I want to talk about Danny as a football player. Um, or just as a football entity is really what I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, he uses way too many football analogies. And is, like, upset when other people don't know them? Or, like, and there are some where I was, like, I don't know enough football terms. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Like, the first time he meets her, like, yeah, he's, like, saying, like, you fumbled the, 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 do. I, I'm not even going to pretend that I remember what he said. But I did write down, um, I did write down at the end when He's about to go get her after the after the anniversary party. Like yeah, the dad, he wants to recover a fumble or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna recover. He's like, I'm gonna recover a fumble, and go for the touchdown. And for me, I was like, where? How far down are you gonna touch? <laughs> oh. So Danny also, though, even though he's a professional football player, he has. Laurel taking care of his fantasy football league? That was insanity. I'm like, why would you, A, put anybody in charge of your fantasy football league that didn't know anything, but as a professional football player, why do you have a fantasy football league? (laughs) (laughs) I know, it blew my mind. And I'm, I'm getting married to a man who has no fewer than seven fantasy football leagues each season. It's like a part-time job. So if you're doing <laughs> fantasy football while also being a football player, I think there's some kind of, like, shadiness happening. I'm not sure. Yeah, it, de- it definitely feels a little like you've got some inside knowledge happening. Um, but then on top of that, she doesn't seem to have ever heard of fantasy football, which I want to be like, I'm sorry, as somebody who – Every time I try to watch a football game, somebody has to explain to me how football works because I genuinely cannot oh, yeah. keep it in my head. Yeah. Um, like, I, I know what the shape of the football is. That's about it. <laughs> like, I really don't know. Um, I know the concept of fantasy football. You don't need to explain the concept to me. I would be terrible at it, and I would be picking people based on, like, Absolutely nothing. Probably I like the best butt. Well, if only if, if only if they showed me pictures of their butt. If I'm just getting a list of players, I am probably going with. I like this name. This sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, whew. Uh, the, another thing I want to like. There's just a lot of like teeny little moments that I felt like I was noticing in Hallmark uh, or in this movie. Yeah. Um, one of which. I saw the laziness of some of the set dressing in this movie uh, because there is one cut probably about 20 minutes into the movie where Laurel is at her apartment like and she's oh it's she's uh, like got coffee 
or something like to give it to Patty or something. And they have her little mug, you know, she has her mugs. And then it cuts to Danny the next morning drinking coffee at his house. And he has the same mugs. What? <laughs> wow. Which, which like obviously is like they they just bought one set because why would they don't need more than that. But also at the same time, I was like, they're just like it's just white, but they're not like white round standard mug. They've got a little bit more specific shape to them. Yeah, uh, they remind me a lot of the coffee cups we have at work, which definitely come from IKEA. Um, <laughs> and I was like, it's just off enough that I'm noticing that they're the same. You know, <laughs> like that's hilarious. And it's like, and I wonder if like the set designer was like. Wouldn't it be cute if, like, they had the same mug and that was a reason they could be together forever? <laughs> and here well, we are picking I, I just, I genuinely don't, I think it would be cute if that was, like, something that they thought of and it was something weird. But the fact is, it's very much, like, it's so clearly, no one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed. <laughs> That's cute. And I think it, I might not have noticed if it hadn't been the way they cut it, which is, like, from... One coffee scene to another coffee scene. How funny. Back to back. I, I certainly didn't catch it, so good job, Hannah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think we need to just point out is in this movie is this movie opens with Laurel and Gina at a buffet at a sports bar because Laurel <laughs> is broke and can't afford food. And it's a free okay. buffet? Free buffet at a sports bar. How does that happen? Uh, yeah, please, please explain to me a free buffet. <laughs> I mean, unless it was How like you... a some kind of like hosted party by I don't know. Well, Adidas the way they made it sound was like every Sunday there's a free buffet kind of deal. Nah, and that ain't also, right. Also, they ask for to go containers, and and it, that doesn't seem to phase the waitress. So. Clearly, that's something like you can go and get like food for the week. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like grocery shopping to me. <laughs> it's grocery shopping, but it's pre-made and free. <laughs> yep, that's the way that goes. Oh man, so much with this. Um, I do want to point out one beautiful symbolic attempt at the at the screenwriter's. Um, for the, from the screenwriter, though. Mm -hmm. There is a scene where, to Laurel's credit, she's trying to learn about football. But, okay, this is so much what the fuck, so follow me. So Laurel and Laurel is helping Gina. I think she's making Gina's wedding dress. And so she's yes. doing a fitting at their apartment in a room with Gina, pinning her up while Gina's fiancé is watching football um in in the other room and so like the door is wide open and they're like you can't look in here because she's your bride don't look and he's all like yeah okay laurel but if you want to learn about football it's the end of the fourth quarter so you better come quick and so you're like end of the fourth quarter great she missed the whole game she's gotta go in now if she wants to learn about football. So she runs and she sits down and she's starting to watch. But then Gina's all like, help, Laurel, I'm stuck. I need more pins. So she is very, like, overtly 
caught between two uh, two career choices and two interests in her life. And I just wanted to say good job, screenwriter, for attempting to do something like that in a movie such as this. However, the fiancé still can see the, the wedding dress. I'm sorry. Oh, no yeah. How he shot it. The fiancé can see the wedding dress. Also, it was... Like, there's really no other time for them to, it just, it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. Uh, but also, there's, there's a, a, one other part where I was impressed with the screenwriters, and that is that way at the beginning of the movie, uh, the first time you meet Ava, and I think it's the second time you meet Ron, because uh, you, you meet him initially when um, Danny gets injured, but then, like, when he comes over, and both of them say to another character, like, I just want to find the love of my life, essentially. <laughs> and it's like, it's shockingly early that they both end up saying that independently. And I don't know how, like, but I, I think like the Ron Laurel thing is like a true red herring where you like, you like do not see that necessarily coming for a while. Yeah. The only way I, the, like, the only time I, like, really kind of was like, oh, it's Ava and Ron was because Ava was trying to say that she had been starting to see someone kind of serious. And um, I was like, oh, I bet she's with the best friend because otherwise. Right. But I actually noticed, so uh, she does say at one at like, before they get, to, before that, Ava says something like, oh, Ron Lucas. I haven't seen him in a while. Like, there's there's a few little clues where, like, you can pick up on them once you know that that's coming. But I, it's, I think it's kind of hard to pick up on. And I thought that. I was like, there's some actual talented screenwriting happening yeah. at parts of this movie. <laughs> well, the, the other thing that I just want to point out is that there is um, one, like, right at the end... Um, when Patty has taken Laurel out for celebratory drinks because Laurel has landed this big contract with not the NFL, but specifically with the San Francisco team, I think. The Miners. To, the Miners to make girl jerseys. <laughs> I guess is the way we're going to put this. Yeah. Um, and, and also tell her that she quit her job because she doesn't like Hunter, who she was personal assisting, um, she also informs Laurel that, hey, by the way, I also stole, question mark, Hunter's dog, and I'm <laughs> keeping it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so she's a, a responsible pet owner. Yeah, so A, I, I hope their building allows pets because all of a sudden... This woman who at the beginning of the movie actually said, I don't have any pets in part of her roommate interview, has a pet. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, she brought said pet to the bar with her. I love, yeah. Oh, Patty. Girl. All I can think, is whenever people do things like that, I just go full Sweet Home Alabama in, you have a baby. In a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Hallmark Hallmarks. Hallmark Hallmarks. All right. Uh, my first one is money means nothing because she's broke, <laughs> but also clearly is not broke. <laughs> <laughs> I have 
unwarranted antagonism-ish. Because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily with her. He's just a dick at first, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we know that he is dating the wrong woman because both the woman dislikes his dog and his dog dislikes this woman. Yeah. <laughs> and like the other woman. <laughs> um, I wrote that she is an artist in some fashion. Um, she is the only one in his life to call him on his bullshit. Which means he's, she's different. Again, my um, thesis, if you want the man of your dreams, treat him like an asshole. Because that's <laughs> different. Uh, we, I've got uh, touching hands equals the hall spark. Yeah. Her car won't start. Uh, the, oh, you've got dirt on your face and I must wipe it off moment. Except it's car grease at that particular. It's car grease. But, you know, um. whatever. They're all the same. <laughs> um, I kind of checked out mostly at that point. So my last Hallmark Hallmark is that the rosé wine they're drinking is fuchsia. <laughs> um, I have that uh, my last one is communication issues and assumptions. Very fair. Wow. A pretty parade. Okay. Um, so for me, um, I have one pretty parade, which is very general, and then some antis. I have two antis for. only. So why don't you start us okay. off with something pretty, and then we'll dig in. Okay. So my pretty is I think his house looks beautiful. Oh, yeah. I do not believe that this presumably multi-million dollar football player lives in this relatively small house for what he probably makes I, I don't like it doesn't make sense but in terms of like normal humans it's beautiful yeah it is a nice house um good job that is pretty much pretty so my first anti is that jersey we've been talking about that she makes for women because <laughs> So it is a t-shirt, essentially, like we described, but it's a V-neck, but the V is very short, so it almost kind of, like, ends right underneath her clavicle. And then she has then she has string or cord or something that zigzags like a corset all the way up to her freaking neck. And so I keep looking at it going, like, A, that thing is choking her, and B, she's managed to design something that makes her petite frame look like a fucking linebacker like she looks like she's wearing shoulder pads and that must be really hard to do (laughs) (laughs) i also um every time i see it i think it looks like she is a shoe like it looks like she's trying to tie her shoe (laughs) she's trying to lace herself yeah like i like (laughs) And it's probably because it's sports, but I kept being like, is she a converse? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Another anti I have is, so one of the first things Laurel does, quote unquote, right, um, is at a photo shoot with Danny and Hunter, Hunter gets her dress caught in a fan and it gets destroyed and then, uh, Laurel's like, I can fix it, which, yeah, okay. She's clothing-minded. The monstrosity 
that Hunter comes out wearing is not okay. <laughs> it wasn't really fixed. It was just shortened. It was it was shortened, but like like they looped up the the ripped parts into like her waistband. It <laughs> looks like a purple version of Ariel's sail dress. <laughs> it is that's so bad. Really, that's really good. That's a really good analogy. <laughs> and like everybody's so impressed and it's like it looks like trash. She looks like a homeless person. Well, that's she looks what like going for derelict. <laughs> she looks like somebody who went to the prom and became a zombie and it's 10 years later. Like it's, <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Um my final anti-pretty parade is his mother's necklace at the 35th anniversary party. Okay. Imagine if you will like Ray Liotta's chains from Goodfellas enlarged slightly but stacked on top of each other in threes <laughs> like you would with pearls but with men's gold chains around her neck like a choker. It's yeah. grotesque. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was bad. Um, yeah. No, I have two more antis. Okay, get it done. So uh, the other two are related in that it is the wedding dress and bridesmaid's dress for Gina's wedding. Um, the wedding dress that Laurel makes for Gina is a fucking high-low. And how dare they? Do not do not show me high-low dresses for wedding dresses. People That's not do what it. they're supposed to do. People do it. I know it's it's not but it's not okay and we All should right. not be I won't get that high-low dress I was looking at then, Hannah. You are lying to me. <laughs> uh, you were never looking at a high-low dress. It's not allowed. <laughs> you could, the thing is, high-low dresses are absolutely fine, just not as wedding dresses. That's my thing. Fair. The bridesmaid's dress, I think cut-wise, is fine. The issue is, it is essentially the exact shade of her skin. Yeah, it's nude. It, but it's it's not even... It's like, it's nude specifically to her. Uh -huh. And she is a translucent white woman. Like, it's not... She looks so washed out and awful. I agree. It's a terrible color. I don't know why they chose that color for her. Ugh, <laughs> uh, such anti-pretty parades we have. <laughs> are we ready for Across the Universe? I think we are. Okay, I'm excited for mine. Okay. So I'm going to do it. So do it. This movie is an Across the Universe with our last movie, Snow Coming. In a couple ways, but the way that I'm excited about is my supporting shout-out from last episode, Joe Theismann, a.k.a. Lenny the Sports Agent, plays Danny's father in this movie. And I this is also kind of a corrections corner, because why would some guy often be drawn to football movies like that, Hannah? Well, because he's Joe Theismann, who 
was a Washington Redskin for many, 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 many years and also does sports things, which I didn't know. But then I actually researched it. And so this is why (laughs) he is in both of these football football movies and he is such a good pick for these kinds of roles. So good job, Joe. Yes. Uh, So I have some more across the universe specifically with snow coming too. Awesome. I Um, love it. So number one. Jake Gillette from Snow Coming and Danny Holland are both number nine. Oh my god, really? They are. <laughs> They're both quarterplex and they both are number nine. Which okay. I, I don't I don't know enough about anything. Uh they both sell razors um at some point in the like sort of in a throwaway bit of the movie. And both of them, like both movies, are weirdly anti-Brussels sprout. Like there's a mention of how disgusting Brussels sprouts are in both movies. You're right. <laughs> Which I just feel, I, you know, I I dislike because Brussels sprouts are wonderful, and if you cook them right, they're really really good. And stop shitting on vegetables. It's um, they're one of my favorite vegetables. Yeah, they're good. They're real good. <laughs> um. So there is that. Uh, there's also another thing where this one is the first one, so I don't know exactly how across the universe it is. But I just find it interesting that um, Hallmark has used the name Ava to be the little sister of the lead male more than once. Oh, I think you've mentioned this in a previous episode. I have mentioned it before. Yeah, I think we did. It was way back when. Um, but this was the movie I was referencing at oh, that time. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's Ava's turn. I want to see the Ava-Ron Lucas story. I I agree. I want the Ava-Ron story. That's, that is more intriguing to me, but A hundred percent. That was definitely the love story of the movie. Yeah. New and noteworthy? I have a few. Do you have any? I have one. Okay. Um, Why don't you go then? In case we share it, you should have a chance. Okay. I thought it was new that like that they actually toyed with people flirting with each other that weren't part of the major love stories. Like Ron and Laurel were actually kind of like flirty. I thought that was mm-hmm. new. And I think it's yeah. noteworthy, which should really be in Across the Universe, that you know somebody is a sports manager when they play with football-shaped stress balls while talking (laughs) on the phone with their client. I just found that noteworthy, um, Uh, for sure. Love it. Um, So I have three minor ones. Great. First is that Laurel is tasked to pick up dog food for Newt and I think there might have that might have been a full bag of dog food. Like that looked like she was actually trying to hold something. I think there was some weight to it. The second one is they are at a man's house. He offers her wine and it is rose, which is like so not what I would have expected. Lady wine. <laughs> Lady wine. <laughs> and the third one is one point at uh, uh, Gina's bridal shower that, like, the football team sort of crashes. <laughs> um, 
uh, Danny ends up giving somebody who I don't even think we ever learned their name, who who is at the bridal shower, like relationship advice. Yeah. (laughs) Which I was like, oh, usually it's men to men, women to women, but this is like a man to woman relationship advice. And it's solid in the like, don't go chasing after a man who hasn't called you in a week. Yeah, it was actually pretty solid <laughs> advice. Do you yeah. have a supporting shout-out, Katie? Uh, I dug Patty a little bit because I thought she was kind of cool, but other than that, not really. Um, my supporting shout-out is Newt. Newt the dog. I loved her. She was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured you would like Newt a lot because she's a Great Dane and... She's a That's great dad. The only the only problem I have is that they they did her ears, which I don't like when they do that. It's, oh, that's mean. You don't have to do their ears. Their ears are so cute and flappy when you don't do them. Oh, flappy, and they're they're soft and they're <sighs> kiss meter. Kiss meter. Ha. All right, you want to go first? Sure. So we had two kisses in this movie. We had the uh, I'm angry at you, and then I'm gonna like ninja kiss you make out session and then the kiss at the end um so i actually rated them the same for different reasons i rated them both an eight because i think they're pretty good um the first one i'm very torn at because there's something really like hot and sexy about like I'm so mad I'm going to kiss you. Mm-hmm. But also my brain goes, consent. You didn't ask for consent. Also, you're her boss. Ah! <laughs> and I have some issues. <laughs> um, so it's a little uh, war, war inside my brain. Yeah. Um, and the second one, you know, it's it felt pretty like, yay, we're now together. Sweet. But just didn't quite push it over any. That's I, where I landed. I agree with you, but I rated very differently. Okay. My first, for the first kiss, I gave it a four. Oh. Because I literally shouted, what? <laughs> At the screen really, really loud when it happened. Because she literally gets done chewing him out about, like, how much of a self-centered asshole you took me out of my friend's wedding that I chose to leave because you called me, by the way. But you're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. And she's not even doing it in, like, a heated, I'm having physical, like, attraction to you. It's, it's like, I feel like she is, like, if this is, like, a vampire murder <laughs> kind of, like, reaming out. And so the fact when she goes, she goes, can't you do anything for yourself? And he says this and he goes and he kisses her but it's fucking awkward because he's also in crutches (laughs) so him going over to her to like swoop her up is like while he's on crutches so he can't quite get there and then it's an awkward kiss and at first you're like i would like what but like okay the kiss itself was fine but i did not want that (laughs) i didn't want it at all um I will say that their next moment awkwardness was really sweet, so I would say that I'd give it more points just for that kind of cuteness, but I didn't. And for kiss number two, I gave it a five because, like you said, it's 
it's fine. It's sweet. It's there, but it's a cardboard cutout of a kiss. I, I wasn't excited, too excited about it. So that's fair. We don't always have to go. think the same. We don't have to share a brain all the time. So <laughs> Hannah. So Katie, no, I think you should go first. Okay, okay. Would you watch this movie? <laughs> I am gonna say. This is one to have in the background and never watch again. Um, to tell you the truth, I'm like, I, if it's on, maybe I'll keep it on. But I was bored most of the time. I had a hard time like staying focused on it. To me, it was really slow. I felt like everyone was out acting outside of a wooden box. Kind of a yawn for me. Okay. So, eh. And I. You know, this is one of those ones where I... Yeah, how about you? I the, I mean, obviously the short answer is yes, of course I will watch this movie. Um, uh, I don't know if I can articulate why. Because I was thinking about it. And I find both of them pretty unlikable as characters. <laughs> But yeah. this is like the watchable version of Unleashing Mr. Darcy where they're both unlikable. I don't know. Like this one is just like the version that I want to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, I will give you that like none of these movies require attention. It is 100% do other things at the same time. But yes, I will watch this movie. <laughs> I really – I enjoy – the bonkersness of it in a way that is different than some of the ones that I like legitimately love. You know, this, this is not like Cinderella Christmas. Like I want to sit down and watch this movie periodically love. This is a, I want to tune in for like this scene or that scene periodically when it's on. Fair. Well, maybe maybe it's because I get too much football in my life. Yeah, I don't get any football in my life except through you and Billy, and it's minimal because Billy knows that I don't know what he's talking about. Sports ball. And he can't make me care. <laughs> the only way he can make me care is by showing me pictures of the Browns head coach, who is... Delicious, <laughs> I will just say. <laughs> Listeners, do yourself a favor and go Google the Browns, the Cleveland Browns coach, because okay. he is the new Clooney and he's delicious. <laughs> Cleveland, so Kevin Stefanski? Stef I guess so. Okay, I see it. Yep, uh huh. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> Billy will be happy that this happened. Yeah. It does not make me care about football at all in any way, shape, or form. But I understand the coach love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, friends, this was fun. Whoever your team is, I hope they did well or are doing well. Or if you don't care at all, thank you for listening to a, a podcast about movies which is yeah. why we're really here yeah we're we are not here for the sports ball we are here to make fun yep. of people who are writing rom-coms centered around sports ball featuring people who clearly have never played sports ball um. yeah 
but yeah, thanks for our for our sports ball January season. Yeah, super fun. Uh, so yeah. make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. One kiss means forever. One and four are numerals. Um, so, and we'll, we're we're live tweeting all that stuff. Yeah. And you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. That's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thank you to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And while you're, you know, checking that out, make sure you rate and review us on wherever you're listening. Because that helps us out. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.